Right. Welcome to the second episode of the Oscar Yankowski. I don't even know how I'm gonna call this thingy. Well, it's the inside scoop. We're scooping the insights again. Um, this is episode probably point two. Um, I was gonna come up with like a weird naming scheme of. Uh, have you watched Mr. Robot? No. Dude, they have yeah, like the weirdest. To watch it oh first. my god, dude! Like the weirdest um, soundtrack names by Mac Whale. Anyway. Um, last time we were talking about the books, philosophy, focus, and everything, and we ended on a little note where people read texts differently. Yeah. Was that it? Well, yeah, texts and interpret everything that we hear from other people differently, right? Uh, but to an extent, right? You get people that are have... Um, you know, spend most of the time in a similar environment. So when we talk about competing, everything's well defined. More. Yeah, we have some differences because we're not like you know in the books all the time. We don't all like somebody writes a book. They they need to like use the most appropriate words for everything. Uh, so you try to aim for that in like science, obviously, because you don't want how you don't want to have any miss. Um, yeah, miscommunications. We miscommunications. have Science is like a language on of as of itself. Yeah. So like. Yeah, math is the perfect language. To physics, do. well, math also in there, but yeah. Computing, I think. We have uh, languages such as, well, C, C++, Java, anything. Mm-hmm. When you actually think about it, it's it's a language. Yeah. It is, so not only we know English, we know other, like our native languages, we know some other German or some whatever you study, you know. Um, we also know C. Yeah. And which is, you know, it's also a language. Um, there was a weird, funny story when one of our friends here, when she was trying to get into uni, she asked uh, some dude who was already studying here. Oh, so what languages do you guys know? Is like English? <laughs> okay, never mind. Because <laughs> she was asking about computing and wanted to oh, hear like what sort oh, yeah. of programming languages they were learning. <laughs> it was like English, you know? <laughs> oh shit, that was funny. But the thing is, people hear whatever they want to hear mm-hmm. it's the con- confirmation bias mm-hmm. do you think that works into the reading oh, the meaning definitely that's yeah i think that they they're intertwined interpretation and, and uh, confirmation bias um i think confirmation bias is a little bit of a bigger thing like you have a, a whole i don't know opinion on something that stands for i don't know but yeah in- interpretation confirmation bias very closely tied probably yeah yeah i think i think so too. like the way you interpret things is, is really the way you want to interpret things yeah uh, unless you're very and unless you're very philosophical i guess yeah. you, you try to like i'll debunk things i say like i'll say something i'll be like is that you know does that mm-hmm. make any sense yeah because i guess you have to be a very i don't know just you have to catch yourself thinking any thoughts and you have to be like very determined to actually be open-minded and yeah. uh, objective if if you're reading something and you really it's like being a judge and in court even that even they interpret it through like their own prism anyways mm-hmm. um, very hard to be just the like an objective uh like objective person and just and completely interpret it objectively it's also done to not taking things um at face value Right about uh, doubting, having a lot of doubt in everything, um, or not doubt. I forget the word. Um, mm, yeah, that's a, that's a shame. I forgot the word. 
What is it about? Uh, it's like actually I have this quote that I put on my background on my computer recently is by uh, Max Planck. Mm-hmm. Is uh, oh, pro, pro, is it? I won't. I will, I will misquote it. It's um, science. Yeah. Okay. Science progresses one funeral funeral at the time. So it's basically coming into everything that people teach you with skepticism, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of people come. I guess. You know, you, you look up to to the greatest scientists, right? Or you look up to the lecturers who teach you and you take everything they say, like at face value, because they're a smarter person. Mm-hmm. And if you go into a field like that and, and you just accept everything for for how people say it, yeah. I guess you, you don't form an opinion on it and you're not introducing anything new. And that way you're not going to progress science if that's, if that's not what you're after. Not everybody is after that. Yeah, uh, not necessarily. But in philosophy, like there's so many great philosophers that don't agree with each other. So you read everybody else's, you know, people's different works, uh, the works of different people, mm-hmm. and, and I guess, at, yeah, you realize that it's up to your interpretation at some point. Or yeah, even the the lecturers, like they're not saints, and even saints, who are they? You know, just a made up thing, probably. There's nothing that is saint in life. Oh yeah, well, you know, like just. These people who um, believe in Christ, let's say, mm-hmm. um, well, Christians not Christian, but there's a, a certain category of people who m- literally talk about Jesus every day. Oh, it's this, is that, and then you know they're very, very religious, and once uh, they need to explain something or someone opposes their view, they're just gonna revert back to Bible. Because they think Bible is something that's the truth, like the ultimate truth. Right. They just take it at base value. Yeah. Yeah. Just take it for it to be put to be a fact because it's a it's person. Just, it's a fact. You trust because it's it was written in the Bible. Yeah. So another difficult thing is um, when you do come, you know, at everything of skepticism all the time. That's a lot of work, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, part of it is identifying the people who you trust, right? So that. Whatever you know, they say something. You don't have to put so much thought to it. Is that right? If when you know it's a person that thinks like you, right? And and obviously people like to think their, you know, their thinking is right. Mm-hmm. Um, then you don't have to spend so much time on, you know, criticizing what they said. And criticizing to not to say like criticizing as in being critical about uh, having critical thoughts or critically. Yeah, I mean, it's harder to have a discourse with uh, someone who is uh, of opposing views. Uh, and yeah. especially if the person's not open-minded at all, that's just hell. But sometimes you you shouldn't have conversations because it well, just drains energy. You know? It does. Yeah. If if you find someone who resonates with you, but sometimes it can also be um, to your detriment if everything you say, the the person you talk to agrees with, whatever your philosophy is, and the, the other you know the the other person just always agrees. Whatever you say, yeah, yeah, that you, oh, yeah, yes, I've, I've seen that match, I've seen that, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. film, movie, and this, and that it just agrees with everything you say. It's also just, yeah, it doesn't That's move you forward, sort of. It's also like confirmation bias thing, and yeah, so, so that, that is a thing, like, because you want when you when you go into a conversation, you want the people that you're having a that person you're having a conversation with to, to, to make a connection with them, so you try to inter- interpret what they say. I suppose I don't know. Personally, I, I, I try to approach what people say 
and and understand that there's some uh, could be miscommunication because of different ways we interpret something but in the end we might be thinking the same thing right mm-hmm. but it's just the way we communicate it so i try to always look uh, at things people say if i don't you know um agree with them from the get-go or understand what they're saying try to really understand what they're saying if i care to not always obviously or when i'm you know if I, the book i've been telling you about the secret mm. like i'm trying to look for things in it that i can agree with mm. yeah right uh and just being very critical and, and reading the book taking my time with it uh and just identifying um things and i identified things completely differently so like I took a lot of the the science stuff that I knew wasn't based on any science to be just a metaphor. Yeah. And then you know, my mom, for example, would mm-hmm. take it to be real, right? And she read the same book too. Yeah. So she read the book and she and she gave it to me and mm. told you the story of that and and that. Yeah. It's like the Bible thing. Yeah. People just believe. Some people just take it so seriously that it's. But at the same time, you also have to look at the context. I think that's what we were taught in back in high school, even. Um, you have to look at the context, how the book was written, when, where, you know, what if it was uh, written under the, like, the country was occupied by, like, the Soviet Union or something, invaded, and uh, you couldn't write in another way. You had to write propaganda. Then you, as a person who is reading the book, who is consuming the content, should take it uh, with a grain of salt. You should understand that it was such a period and blah, blah, blah. And so even uh, like I've heard some weird debates now about um, how the, the right in the United States are, you know, all for their constitution. And constitution was written in like older times. You know, it's, it's probably quite outdated, especially when, uh, you know, it's all of these technology laws come in and the technology itself is... Uh, quickly advancing um, things just get outdated so fast mm-hmm. and there are some papers who are written in uh, yeah there, there was this guy who uh, Davis what's his name he's a black person who was attending KKK rallies mm-hmm. and he converted quite a few people to to just stop hating black people because they're just people there's no well, in my in my uh, in my eyes, in my view, there's literally no reason for that. But so the the main point is, he has converted many people from that other side. Well, how does that work? These people find it somewhere written that you know, uh, find some freaking text where it's written that it has to be. But think about the text was written like a couple of hundred years ago. The situation was completely different. Like you can't take these arguments forwards 200 years because the systems have changed everything have you can't you can't just you know say that let's say slavery you know whatever yeah it was written because it was freaking back in the day you know it's it doesn't change the fact that it's wrong but they just try to get these things and just say okay this is this is what's written you know like so that was written in the constitution about slavery or? uh constitution no i'm not sure i cannot quote that abolishment of slavery or probably written in a constitution or um outlawing well slavery. any philosophical books or whatever yeah. if you take the philosophy from that period and if especially if you listen to people who are more know based um they have ba- they base their ideas on uh, or they're like op- more openly th- uh, talk about it they're more um subjective less than objective 
then you're probably gonna find some quite strong opinions in there and yeah so because I'm, I'm thinking you know about Aristotle's and uh, again about this segment where we were talking about like how yeah, try, it? try it out now yeah no I, I don't know man <laughs> Aristotle said Aristotle said and like yeah he that we would probably find a quote which because uh, Aristotle said loads of things didn't oh he? yeah I'm sure he did that's the thing dude like how do people still use him to this day you know that's the there's no entry level for philosophy right and yeah but he <laughs> lived in such different times you know yeah you can probably learn a lot from from it's like you read the he's got such a different perspective then he yeah. does you can yeah but that's the thing you can't just take it you know seriously and not like seriously you can't take it just at face value yeah you, you have to interpret because you, yeah you have to interpret and then run it through your and uh, computer terms some parsing algorithm or you know con- conversion to to this day because you know maybe back in the day they were building the pyramids of Giza you know mm-hmm. and there and, was and there were rules if a carpenter builds a house and the house crushes the person the carpenter should be crushed too something like huh. that you know it's like the uh, what's the 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 harambi code code or some some stuff like I'm that. not sure no but mm. yeah that's the thing you have to think about the time what was socially acceptable for example and what wasn't right as that person for the times were they quite enlightened or you know <laughs> oh it's the code of Hammurabi yeah it's like some Babylonian code of law of ancient Mesopotamia dated about 1754 BC one of the oldest deciphered writings blah, blah blah yeah so it's it's one of those like rules basically where the rules are there so that people will follow them but nowadays it's quite a bit different you you can't just apply that rule that if if you if you build a house and then someone got crushed by it, you you also have to like suffer the crushing yeah. in like a public uh, area or you provided the materials yeah <laughs> because wait because that doesn't really happen like now you have uh, developers now you have companies you yeah, know as a like crush his hand crush his finger <laughs> <laughs> no yeah but but just in general you know there's like uh, real estate developers who buy plot of land just build loads of houses and wait you can't just you know crush the ceo or something yeah well it's just a very simple example and a stupid mm-hmm. example but do you get where I'm, where I'm coming from mm-hmm. i think so the text was written what is it? Well, now it would be like four thousand, three thousand something years ago. So it was like long time ago, and we can't just really like interpret no. it directly. We have to run it through some sort of a. I mean, have you have you read a lot of? I read a lot of Aristotle. I haven't yeah. actually. I I haven't either. I'm trying to. Yeah, as I said, I'm trying to do more reading now because these kinds of things. You can learn, you can, you know, take in, you have to take in a lot of information before you can, you have to have a constant, constant supply chain of information mm. so that you don't get stuck in thinking about the same thing, you know, yeah, for too long. That can be useful. Like mathematicians, they, they think about, the, or in, in any field, but say yeah. mathematicians think about the problem for, so you know, a very, very long time, become obsessive about it and then they find a solution somehow, you know. Because you have to keep, keep constantly at it. I googled, uh, you know what I googled? Aristotle's quote. Okay. The most generic thing you can find. Let's see what the first one is. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, okay. then, is not an act, but a habit. That's a good one. And I've we, heard were that ju- one. we were just talking about that. We are now. what we do. We are, yeah. 
man it's like it's like our stalls just fits and we are what man. we eat no <laughs> yeah we are what we repeatedly do that's the thing man that's the thing people say as well we, we are what we eat isn't it mm-hmm. yeah so i think i think we've had an episode here on the inside scoop about eating and uh, fasting and about a dude who actually lived for a year without food just some crazy stories man crazy but how how can you check if it's like valid data you can't can you? you just have to trust some people you've got a trust network you know how we did uh information security with oh it man. <laughs> oh man yeah, that actually got me thinking as well at that point computing is great you know i guess any i don't know about other subjects but computing just gets me thinking about things in the real world yeah in different ways i started noticing how my mindset and how um my outlook on things has just changed a bit when I started doing uh, like programming, I just started seeing situations in, in a more logical way for mm-hmm. some, somehow. I don't know what happened, but so when I was in ninth grade, I think I, I started doing uh, programming. Can you explain to me what ninth grade is? Uh, which, how old were you? Well, I was nine years in school. <laughs> so it's like I started school at six. So I was like, okay, so like. 15 something like that yeah okay and you started programming so i started programming yeah and then uh, i sort of sucked at it it's like pretty hard it's, you know because my teacher was all, all for like competitive programming and the c++ algorithms and everything and I, I i was like i can't really wrap my head around this it's pretty hard you know and then she's like yeah but there will be a point at which you will feel as if it snapped and then you just snap and you you understand it now just mm-hmm. keep at it it's like sure i guess just felt like i'm never gonna reach that point where it just snaps because it sounds magical doesn't it mm-hmm. but it did but, but you notice it when it snaps but it did <laughs> no but honestly i did notice it which was like in my 11th grade so what was it pre-senior so basically three years into it or two years into it i felt one day i was just like I feel it. Right. It was it was at that day when in a, in a maths class a teacher asked uh, the class like uh, wrote a very like complicated problem. And she's like, I'm gonna stand here until someone finds a solution because it's very hard. It's like some I don't know. It's some weird. I thought like, well, if I had a for loop on paper and I could do this, I would find the answer real quick. But because it's math, I can't just really you know repeat this yeah. like ten times. But then I thought wait but if if a computer can do it why can't i just come up with a different way yeah. and i tried uh like making that uh for a loop a bit differently and then like is the is the solution this and she's like yeah i guess how'd you, crazy. Co- how'd you come up with it it's like well i thought of it in a way simpler way i thought of it computer just doing the multiplication or whatever like 10 times mm-hmm. because computers um just allow you to see the problems a bit different mm-hmm. and ever since then i just started to feel like programming is found that as well it's yeah. usually easy it's most likely easy unless you don't know your tools unless you don't know your language your interface your what is it the integrated development environments anything yeah mm-hmm. but once you get the hang of the language once it becomes easier not to say i was some exceptional at like the competitive no. programming there was so many people who literally that's crazy though the kinds of things you did though like my high school is pretty pretty boring not gonna lie compared to what you say <laughs> yeah probably didn't have that we had a yeah. freaking dude that teacher when uh, she got a phd throughout the time i was i was there actually. wow 
That's cool. So I was like, I don't think I haven't known any high school teachers who had a PhD. Mm-hmm. And she literally throughout my stay in that high school in those four years of high school, she got a PhD. So I was like, whoa. And now I had a chat with someone. Apparently, she's aiming for something higher. That's crazy. And I bet she gets it. She honestly, God damn it. But the thing is, your mindset just sort of changes. Yeah, with computing, with, with computing, programming. And yeah. yeah Do you notice it at, at least a bit? Probably. I mean, programming, I look at any problem and it probably highly, is highly influenced by, by how computers work. Yeah, like I think I got into computing because I used to think very logically, and mm-hmm. and and I liked programming because of that. And I also told you earlier I liked programming a while back. I liked programming because I could create anything from nothing as well. Yeah, yeah, that is like that was like the first thing. Actually, that's a lie. The first thing was when I when I first played my Xbox, uh, the, the first one, the first Xbox, and I was like, how does, how does this work? <laughs> and then that's when I was like, that's when my interest in computers started. Really, I could pinpoint it to that. I've uh, never had an Xbox. Really? Yeah. I was more interested in about how 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 do the things on the screen move, right? Really? Yeah. How is it like I can I've got this one screen and things just move on it. And in my imagination oh. I had no understanding of like like uh you know the lights on your screen like how things mm-hmm. can change and how you can manipulate that. In my head, in my child head, I was like there's like like what if there something you could have like puppets? <laughs> yeah, 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 I just yeah, yeah. I was to try to understand how puppets work. Yeah, so like that's the way I would look at that. I was like, and try to build something from that, build an understanding from that. But obviously, I couldn't. Like, it's, it's yeah, nothing like you know. it. You know, that's the interpretation thing again. As a child, I would impre- interpret things the, in the way I knew how the world works. If I didn't know how it works, I'd try to use what I know mm. to understand it. Right. Man. That's the thing. Until somebody under- like I, until I learned in school or whatever how how it actually works. Yeah, you know that's why. Why at at some point, like in the past two years, I, fe- I started stagnating because I stopped like reading books. Mm. I stopped being taught new things. Like in high school, you're te- you're getting so taught so oh many my subjects God, constantly. Yeah, and constantly. then you kind of go into one field, and you know, I feel like a, a process of stagnation starts to happen. We yeah, don't you go and start reading books. Yeah, yeah, you have to you have to push yourself to do stuff then, because um yeah, I I actually do agree with that. You're right just just feels like it we get uh so much information but i mean even just reaching out to youtube like going going up well, just putting up youtube and just looking around what, what you can find you know even even that it's, it's not hard to go and look for information the only thing is like some people just don't you know i feel like google is such a blessing as well it's, it's, it's such a good way of getting information like books are great as well because you find out about things you don't know you didn't know yeah right but then google is great because you have a thought and you look it up and then somebody has already thought about this and you know yeah you just start looking through the sources exactly well, from uh f- from our uh computer scientist perspective google is a is an evil but it's like a sort of a necessary evil isn't yeah it? well it, it has connected people and stuff but it's uh it's one big giant ball of every everything controlling like imagine what happened if you lost your google account or like a gmail be not sure if you're much into google but because I've, I've seen you mm-hmm. scheduling in excel like you're oh that was a while ago i don't yeah. I haven't I haven't had a schedule for a while oh i need to i I'm, interesting. I, I find a hard time picking a thing for scheduling picking like a application for scheduling i just went actually because i was like i'm gonna start using this and i'm gonna use it for the rest of whatever and I want to pick the right one. It's a 
the best one my you want to hear my opinion I hate Google but I love Google and I sadly been using Google Calendar to schedule out things for the past okay what is it 10 not 10 years no not 10 years is it 10 years ever since ever since I got my like like a proper smartphone which could do more than and then I I met this guy and then I think no I was probably like 4 15 or something or 14 or 15 something like that so yeah that was still like five six years ago so yeah google calendar everything's there and interesting yeah as you can just easily what does it spend five minutes or something you spend five minutes on a sunday night mm-hmm. have your whole week just planned out even then i still missed a lecture actually wow i i missed yeah. a missed a lecture it was the first time ever when i didn't consult my calendar it, uh, last week i missed uh what is it the thursday lecture when we were doing the agile thing and i was mm. like oh damn dude like <laughs> the project management oh yeah yeah and i yeah. didn't go to that lecture That's but the, but the thing is yeah so i think we should be already wrapping up this yeah. philosophy something everything uh, uh confirmation a, bias we actually <laughs> we've been talking about confirmation bias with oh. patch too a lot on okay. this podcast yeah. um it's definitely a thing to be aware of at all times oh yeah uh, so for yourself even <laughs> so remember what we just talked about like 10 minutes ago or something when we um was like uh whatever you you read or or learn new information you just can't really take it for granted and whatever you write you always have to uh, like revert you know how how you have this prism at which you look at things so you look at uh at anything any situation through your own prism well when you're writing stuff um you have to look you have to like invert it or something you have to sort of make it more well yes you can share your insights like we're doing here on this podcast because we we're not like factually correct 100 percent of the time that's mm-hmm. the that's the, the idea of it yeah but when you're writing when you're leaving the lo- knowledge you have to I, you have to try it, as yeah. much as possible to make it objective yeah and uh, that's a that a strong that. feeling about that you know, when you when you're writing for something to, for other people to read, it's supposed to be factual. You, you're you're if, especially if you have a big audience, mm-hmm. you're the one person. If you get it right, a lot yeah. of people benefit from it. Oh yeah, right. Especially for for lecturers as well. You're mm-hmm. the one person teaching like 50, 70 students. Yeah, like get it right. You're gonna get bring so much benefit to so mm-hmm. many people, right? Yes, exactly. Um, man. Bro Jogan, yeah. <laughs> Bro Jogan thing. I mean, come on, it's like half of the world's listening to him. Seems like it, yeah. doesn't it, dude? The guy, the guy knows his stuff. Definitely. The guy's got good guests. Um, what are you saying you don't have good guests? Ah hmm? hmm? oh, <laughs> man, come on, Oscar. <laughs> how, how are you? <laughs> no, the only thing is, I, I'm not. I don't have a pod- a proper podcast yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it's exactly. just the thing you have to keep at it, stay at it. Um, yeah, I think, think you should. You, you definitely have to keep at it. I think I should just promote this thing a bit more. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should probably do it. So let's wrap it up. We go what? Let's wrap it Two up, minutes. and <laughs> we are gonna meet some next time. Actually, hopefully. hopefully well, it's soon. weird. It's like our our main co-host is not here. Patch. Shame. So thank you everybody for listening you can find the inside scoop on the platforms that you listen to your podcasts that includes overcast apple podcasts google podcasts spotify and uh, thank you oscar for being with us for this second episode already um thank you for having me hoping to see you here more often in future 
I hope to be here more often in the future. On our podcast, we usually have a little ending word, like when we had um, question everything, blah, blah, blah. So um, how could we sum up this podcast? Question everything, but don't actually question everything. So basically keep thinking. Yeah. Don't settle. Keep thinking, guys.